Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Our good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Farmer, thank you for listening. In every program I make for you, I feel obligated to tell you something that will make your life happier and easier. I'm smoothing out the bumps in the road for you. And now is one of those times, so please listen carefully. Never, ever talk politics with someone who is cutting your hair. Baby loves me, and guess what put 
me wise They told me so, they told me so Her big blue tattletale eyes It isn't any secret Cause I can recognize What lurks behind the words behind Her big blue tattletale eyes I kiss her and they flutter Like nervous butterflies She looks at me And all that I see are two big blueberry pies Like brand new silver dollars Or stars that light the skies The way they shine, they say she's mine Her big blue tattletail eyes I know my baby loves me And here's what put me wise Any secret cause I can recognize I kiss her and they flutter like nervous butterflies She looks at me and all that I see are two big blueberry pies Like brand new silver dollars or stars that light the skies The way they shine, they say she's mine Her big blue droopy lid blabber mouth tattle tail Her big blue droopy lid blabber mouth tattle tail Can you imagine telling your wife that her eyes look like blueberry pies? <laughs> If she asks, why do you say that? You'll say, well, it was the easiest thing to rhyme. Because my wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, personifies the type A individual. My wife is a pessimist, and she tells it like she sees it. Now, the other day, I strutted up to her, stuck out my chest, and I said... I have big plans. She said, You're going to take a nap?
Yeah, um, what were we doing here before the phone rang? Do you enjoy shopping in the Midcoast area? Or do the people with whom you have to do business seem annoyed when they see you come in? Are they tired, impolite, indifferent, or just plain rude? Do you often simply walk out quietly and spend your dollars elsewhere? It's sad but true that many people who own businesses in our area do not understand that they will increase their profits when they train their staff in customer service. If you, as a customer, have received great service from a local business lately, please send us an email telling us about the business that we may compliment them next week. I'm the Humble Farmer at HumbleFarmer.com. Today we'd like to salute a former friend and neighbor who had a, well, a, a better grasp on customer service than anyone we ever knew. And I'm going to tell you who it was as soon as I get this next one queued up because that phone call messed me up and if it rings again I'm just going to tear the thing out of the sockets. Sadie Marcus is that person. Sadie Marcus had a furniture store in front of the Farnsworth Museum. Now, you never saw a store with so much stuff in it. You couldn't drive a snake into that store with a hammer. If you were ever in there, you, you certainly remember this. When anybody asked Sadie why she kept her store crammed full, she always said her father told her you couldn't sell anything out of an empty wagon. Every time I used to go in that store years and years and years ago, Sadie would ask me, Who's your father? And you better believe Sadie didn't have anything against two-party checks. Even if you were flat broke, she'd insist that you take a lamp or whatever you wanted and pay for it later. She never looked puzzled when you told her what you wanted. She never admitted that she didn't have it. If she didn't have a widgeback gizmo, she'd grab you right by the sleeve and drag you right over to something that she promised was even better and at a better price. Everybody liked Sadie. You've got to admire a woman who quietly rolls up her sleeves and becomes very wealthy. Of course, up until the day she died, she never realized that the business community discriminates against women. Oh, once the fire commissioner did take her to court for having such a cluttered store. I heard tell that he was quite a sharp fellow who got lost one day behind a stack of Sadie's mattresses. And when he finally found his way out, he got to wondering what would have happened if the place burnt down while he was lost in there. Well, within a week, Sadie was in court, listening quietly as the commissioner tried to describe her store to the judge. When Sadie finally got on the stand... She jabbed her finger at the fire commissioner and said, That's what happens when a small man gets to wear brass buttons. When everybody stopped laughing, the judge moved the court into Sadie's store, you know, to check things out firsthand. He got in there. He looked around. He smiled. He shook his head as he walked sideways to squeeze through the narrow aisles. And at last he pointed at a lamp which was way over on top of a stack of rugs and bureaus. And he said, Sadie, Sadie, let's be reasonable here. 
If I wanted to buy that lamp over there, how in the world would you ever get it down for me? Sadie tapped the table with her finger and said, You put $20 right here, Judge, and I'll show you. Hi there, I'm making a radio program. Can I do something for you? No, I'm good. You're good? I don't have to say nothing to you? Do nothing? Sign nothing? No, you're good, sir. Okay, thank you very much. Yes, sir. My word, this is, this is quite a place here, isn't it? Huh? Now I see what I am doing. I have an email from a friend who says, Hi, Humble. I watched your pieces on Blip this evening. You should think about trying to find a way to record the shows you have planned. Then you can release a live show CD. Well, I have to thank that friend for that suggestion, but you should know that it is practically impossible to record a live show. 
live shows necessitate what professional cameramen and lighting experts we're all accustomed to watching television shows filmed with professional lighters and professional camera people and and anything else filmed by the rest of us looks bad well it's like a radio program like this you people breaking in on you people calling on the phone if you don't believe that television programs made by the rest of us look bad why watch mine sometime And we get through a whole song without being interrupted. Things are looking up, but do not hold your breath. It is time to remind you that, well, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, because I'd love to hear from you. Do you see strange things and wonder about them? Do you know enough to keep your mouth shut when you do see strange things? We've talked about some curious dining customs, but let's chew it over some more. In some of the better households, guests 
have been seen standing quietly behind their chairs until the hostess is seated. <laughs> you wouldn't get to eat if you did that at my house because my wife is so busy tending out on every, everyone at the table. She might not sit down until most of us have finished. If good manners is doing what makes your host and hostess comfortable, when you come to our house, you will enter the dining room, sit down quickly, and thereby get out of the way so that we can get on with the matter at hand. There are among us, of course, a few people who really enjoy doing things to annoy their friends. And one of the two or three things in this whole world you might do to make me ugly and my wife, Rach Savage, is to come by our house for supper and then show us that you have good manners by standing behind your chair. Thank you. 
Indiana. <laughs> While we are talking about the strange and curious things people do when invited to a friend's house for dinner, we should mention clearing the table at the end of the meal. If you have ever made a study of this table-clearing business as I have, you will notice that men and women alike are leap likely to leap to their feet and bring their empty plates, along with everything else, into the pantry. <laughs> of course, there is no room for all these things, or this struggling mass of humanity in the pantry. There is only room for one person in the pantry. You can guess who that is. My wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman. She don't want you out there. You might compare the arrival of all these people with the effect of a diverted river, river on the Aegean stables. <laughs> Got that out. A home is not a restaurant where there are huge, empty stainless steel racks or a cafeteria at a college where you can pile all this clutter beside the dishwasher. In our pantry, there is only one counter, and that is already piled high with all the pots and pans that my wife used to prepare your meal. Can't you see, my friend, that if you want to help, you'll stay rooted to your chair, or you'll go outdoors, or you'll do anything except contribute to the chaos that already exists around my wife out there who is trying to restore order in the kitchen.
you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you again for listening. Table manners. Table manners are changing in this country. It's getting so nowadays that if you want someone to feel comfortable when they come to your house for supper... You serve them in paper plates on a plastic tray with plastic forks and a paper cup. Think about this. Without even thinking, they'll get up when they've finished, dump the paper and plastic into a big barrel, throw their tray on a pile next to the barrel, and leave. The only thing that will remain the same as the good old days is the absence of a tip.
Oscar Peterson, table manners are changing in this country. My word, I've already told you about table manners. Let's move right along about money. Let's move down to money. If you think your money isn't going far today, wait two more years. From what I heard, the value of your dollar is dropping all over the world. And of course, no matter how many billions of dollars your health insurance and gas companies chalk up in profits every year, please do remember that those billions do not go as far as they used to. I went in a store recently, and I slapped down a $50 bill on the counter. Now, I can't remember where I was, but I might have been paying for a tank of gas. The man said, Hey, uh, I just opened. Don't you have anything smaller than a 50? So I just stood there in a daze for two or three seconds, and finally I shook my head and I said, Please tell me what I can buy today with anything smaller than a fifth day.
Django. For years and years, there were messages over my cellar door and on my on my cellar door. Back in the days when I was single, there was a 20-year time span there when I lived all alone, back before the days of Marsha, the almost perfect woman. And back, back in those days, whenever I wanted to remember anything, I just took out a pencil, I wrote it on the wall. When it was really important, I wrote it over the cellar door in Magic Marker. And one of the Magic Marker messages said, Never exchange labor for fish with Morris. Another one said, 3 a.m., awake because of one cup of cocoa, never learn. And if you're like me and can't drink cocoa, you might remember that it is not just by chance that the words cocoa and cocaine share many of the same letters. I'd like to ask, do you have notes on your doors and walls? A big note on my script board, that's where I make my radio program, a big note on my script board where I make my radio program says, Disconnect phone. Well, because I didn't do that today. Neither did I bolt the door so the delivery man couldn't get in. And you can be sure that as soon as I start to record anything, the telephone will ring, and you saw an example of that. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you about this because one morning I made one of the biggest mistakes anyone in this world could make. I'm telling you about it so you won't make the same mistake. I downloaded a new program for my computer. I don't even know why I did it. Fool that I am, I didn't realize that my toolbar with all those sites I visit every day would disappear. So I can't find anything. I can't do anything. I'm stopped dead in my tracks. And if you don't remember another thing you hear me say this year, please remember this. Don't ever, ever download a new improved program into your computer. You will lose everything that gets you through your day and you'll find yourself in the position of a caveman. You know, a caveman sitting in front of a computer screen for the first time with no idea of what he's looking at or what to do.
here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. And here is a very nice letter that says, Mr. Scoglund, you're no Mark Twain, but I like what you had to say about education. I can't agree more that young adults should be given more opportunities to study abroad. This would enrich this country's next generation and prevent them from becoming simple cogs for the machine. And this letter came from William B. in Miami. And I must thank William for that. And you might have laughed when you heard him say that I am no Mark Twain, because you probably also, you also realize that I am no H.L. Mencken. I'm no Sinclair Lewis. I'm no John Steinbeck. I'm no Jack Benny. But, you know, it is nice to be mentioned with them in the same breath, isn't it? I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. And if you can think of anyone else I'm not like, I would love to hear from you.
Django. Have you seen this new? Have you seen this new combat thing they have on television? I think they call it Absolute Fight-In. <laughs> can get pretty messy because you can do whatever it takes to completely destroy your opponent. No holes are barred. I got thinking about this. And you know, my friend Lawyer Crandall could be a world champion. He's been handling divorce cases for years. Tido, right? Thank you for listening. We got uh, time for one, two more tunes. The other morning, I got to tell you this, the other morning when I woke up, I realized that there are two kinds of people in this world. When one type gets up in the morning, a large area in the bed where they have spent the night is toasty and warm. 
the other type of person quickly moves into this warm spot. From watching me on television or seeing me stagger about the streets in town, you might, you might get the impression that I'm quite a natty dresser. I spare no expense to look good for you when I'm on the streets or on television. But my wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, is from Connecticut. And of course, in Connecticut, they have a different standard. And one day my wife Marsha asked me why I always wore such ratty-looking clothes. And I said, clothes don't amount to nothing. It's the body underneath that counts. And she said, don't make it any worse than it already is.
thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.